0: McDonald's is testing a new sandwich in China made of Spam, crushed Oreos, topped with mayo. I just found Christmas dinner. Dan Kovacevic joining us right now. Uh, you can actually get good food at this place. It's the Walnut Grill, and they sponsor Dan's segment from DKPittsburghSports.com. Dan, how are you? Merry Christmas.
1: Same to you, Tim. I'm sure. I'm sure the good people at Walnut Grill really appreciated that fine lead in there.
0: Well, it is better than Spam, Oreos, and mayo. I
1: know that. I like that's the Walnut Grill.
0: I've been there I've been there yeah. many times. I'm a big fan.
1: So have I. It's a terrific place. Yeah, they definitely don't do that.
0: Let's get to the most pressing question, Dan. When is the last time you've had Spam?
1: I've never had it. I don't even know what it is, unless you're referring to email that doesn't belong in my inbox.
0: Oh, come on. You've had Spam before. Nope. Never. Nope. It's like it's nope. meat that nope. comes nope. into a tin. You know that,
1: right? I'm aware from the Monty Python skit, but that's yes. all I got.
0: Yes, Spam-a-lot. Exactly. <laughs> I've seen the <laughs> musical. <laughs> All right, Deon, Uh we were asking the question before. This is a Twitter poll that I had up, and I would like to get your response to it. More likely to win at least one playoff rounder game. The Steelers, the Penguins, neither, or both?
1: Oh, uh I mean, can we say the pirates at this point? (laughs) I mean, I don't know.
0: Uh, We can't hold on. We we cannot say the pirates, but I did just have a caller use the phrase "bridge year" to describe the year after Roethlisberger to get to another another quarterback.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's in in all seriousness. It's it's looking pretty bleak, and, and I don't think there's any other way that it should look after what happened Monday night. I would say
0: I would say neither actually, down. I, I don't think either one is going to win around. Um,
1: uh, I'm all I'm all out of positives for the Steelers. Walking out of Paul Brown Stadium the other night, uh, I, I I remember vividly thinking to myself that this is, yeah, I, I can't be getting into, you know, matchups and analyses with the Colts or the Browns or anything like that because if you can't beat that team, it, it's you've got nothing. You can't beat that team with their second string running back and twenty seventh string quarterback you've got absolutely nothing the Steelers have their own issues to work out they don't have any opponents the rest of the way in my eyes other than themselves Uh, they have to figure that out Uh, and they have to figure it out this week because if they can't get themselves magically righted against the Colts you're getting thrown into another cauldron the following week uh, you know up there in, in Cleveland and from there right into the playoffs it's just, it's looking about as bleak as it can. As far as the Penguins go, the division is tough, you know, but it's not unwinnable, you know, I meaning it's not an unwinnable situation. The Penguins could be one of the top four teams out of eight. Um, I know everybody's looking at it right now and getting kind of freaked out because they see automatic spots for Boston and the Islanders and, you know, the Rangers are up and coming and everything else, but I think the Flyers are overstated and have been for a while. Um, I don't don't know that the Rangers are ready, the Devils or the Sabres. Uh, I I think it's a possible thing for the Penguins to get into the playoffs. And let's remember, you'd be betting against precedent if you bet against them making it because they have the longest streak in all of professional sports in, in reaching the playoffs now.
0: Yeah, and then there's the well. It's got to end eventually. Line of thinking. I, I like my yeah. idea, which is that we export the penguins to Canada and have them play in Nova Scotia. Everybody bubbles at Sid's house, and they play in that Canadian division. What do you think? well
1: oh, that'd be all right if they were facing the Halifax Moosehead. Uh, <laughs> you know, they have uh, they they've got a They've got a tall task this year, Tim. But I I think this. I like some of the moves. Not all. I like some of the moves that Jim Rutherford's made. They are definitely going to be a faster team. Whether they are fresher, hungrier, more energetic, ask me after training camp and see if they legitimately give some of these younger players a chance to play.
0: Let's continue that thought because, you know, as I was saying to callers earlier when we were debating this point, if you are someone who says the Penguins will win a round in the playoffs or even just get there like the Steelers are going to, You do have to make some presumptions positively, and there's reason to think that they could work out. Like, I don't know if by the end of their careers, Tristan Jari is going to be remembered as a better goalie than Matt Murray, but he might be better than him this season, as opposed to what Murray was last year. Kapanen might work out at right wing. That bottom pair on defense might be better than what we saw a year ago. Marino might be even better than what he was in his first year. Zucker and Malkin could click long term. Uh, now that they've been playing together, or played together for a little bit in the Montreal series, like of those hopes, which ones are, am I right about pontificating there, and which ones am, is the which ones of those is just pie in the sky? Do you think?
1: Well, the, the number one that that, that jumps out uh, from a variable standpoint is Kapanen on the top line because I I I, I like. Kasperi Kapitan and have ever since the Penguins drafted him. He has a, a, a natural touch that it's inherited from his, his dad, who was a pretty good scorer himself in the National Hockey League. Sammy Kapitan, of course. Kasperi can finish. Kasperi is the mm-hmm. fastest player on the Penguins roster. Yes, faster than Brian Rust. Uh, that adds a wonderful variable onto Sid's line. But we don't know who's going to take care of the dirty work on Sid's line. Uh, we don't know who's going to do the Dominic Simone stuff. Everybody could make fun of Dom, but at the same time, Sid and Jake loved having him because he did stuff they didn't want to do. Now you're going to have, I don't know who. It's not going to be Kapanen. He doesn't have that uh, defense-first pedigree. He's responsible, but he's not going to be the guy that's going to be challenging for a selkie. So that's one thing. If it works, it, it, it's going to be a great thing. If it doesn't, then everything else that you just mentioned, even uh, Gino and, uh, and and Jason Zucker, having chemistry is going to get thrown out of whack Is now you're going to start seeing rust moved up there and them trying something else. Uh, but the most important, important, and I'm underscoring that word, player for the Penguins this season is going to be Tristan Jari. Uh, and looking at the schedule that came out today, one very pleasant surprise is that the Penguins, despite the compact nature of this schedule, have only six actual back-to-backs, uh, meaning on consecutive days. That's a good thing. Is that, that common, Dayan? Put... Did
0: you did you look across the league to see if that's relatively common? Is is that a minimum? Is that a maximum? Is it somewhere in between? Did you get any insight on that yet? Uh,
1: no, I, no, that, I mean it, it's it's pretty even across the board because they, if you looked at the schedules, they just spread them out over. Days of the week, meaning Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, uh, and the other division is Monday. And the other divisions is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because they don't have to worry about selling tickets. Mm-hmm. What they did was they didn't, you know, you know what I mean. How the the NHL usually loads up on Saturdays, for right, example, right. or Wednesdays. They didn't have to do that with this schedule. And to their credit, they listened to the National Hockey League Players Association, in which the players said, "Look, we'll we'll be we're, we're all right with a compact schedule. Just you know, ix nay on the back to backs." You know, give us a chance here. The fact that that schedule has played out the way it has and there's less travel, obviously, a lot less wear and tear in that regard, staying in the city for multiple games, that tells me that Tristan Jari is going to get, I don't know, out of 56 games, I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to play 54 of them or anything ridiculous like that. But you do want him to have a chance to be the legit number one, to really, really step up. Uh, All he has in his shadow is Casey DeSmith. Uh, he has nobody that he's looking up at anymore. Let's see how he takes it. Tim, if he does, if he does, the Penguins can still be a very good, very competitive hockey team, including in that division.
0: Is this going to work? think the NHL is going to be able to pull this off or a day into the NBA and they're already having coronavirus issues?
1: I absolutely think it'll work because – um, you know, the, the NHL isn't starting for another month yet. The NBA accelerated their timetable so that they could have games on Christmas, which is a real big deal for them, and I understand that. Uh, the NHL held off just a little bit. Um, the world's going to change here, Tim, in the next few weeks. The vaccine is going to change a lot of different things, and I think it's going to become a lot safer place to be.
0: Will it change the Steelers' offense? <laughs>
1: I think it'll do everything except complete downfield passes. Because you know, <laughs> I know this, the
0: Steelers have some sort of virus with that offense, and I don't know what it is or how you cure it.
1: It's I don't know either, Tim. In that game the other night, I've not ever seen that Ben Roethlisberger. I remember the game at Heinz Field where he threw the five picks against the Jaguars, and Jalen Ramsey and everybody played out of their mind. Uh, that's not what this was. This was a quarterback who had just completely lost confidence. He overthrew, underthrew, left, right, made bad reads, um, didn't see guys who were wide open. That's that's not an elbow. That's not a knee. That is a crisis in confidence more than anything else. Um, you can tell he's tormenting himself out there right now. It might be born of you know issues of his arm not being as strong as it's been or his knee bugging him and he can't plant, but... More than anything, he is just in a massive hole right now. I think most of it is mental. How he gets out of that in the span of a handful of days against a defense that's as legitimately good as Indianapolis is, I can't begin to fathom. I mean, I've seen more surprising things in my life than that happening, but I can't understand how it'll happen this time.
0: You made me think of – uh vacation there. Eddie, if I woke up and my face was stapled to the carpet, I wouldn't be any more surprised than I am right now. Yeah, I always looked wow. at this Indianapolis game day on and, and when I was forecasting the schedule out and the Steelers were 8-0, 9-0, 10-0, when are they going to lose? Are they going to lose? I always thought they'd lose to Buffalo. I was 100% sure they were going to lose to Buffalo by the time that game kicked off. I'm even more sure now that they're going to lose to Indianapolis.
1: I, again, I, I can't even look at Indianapolis. I can't look at this as a game, as a matchup or anything. When you lose that game Monday night, to me, everything is off the table. Okay, so, so if
0: that's the case, the then, Deion, do you do you subscribe then to the theory that some have that they should treat these last two games as glorified preseason games?
1: Uh, I mean, I've thought about it. What I think about it doesn't matter. The head coach would never in a zillion years do anything of the kind. Uh, if anything, Mike Tomlin's personality, as you well know, is going to be to step that much harder on the pedal. Uh, I'm sure that's what his practices are going to be like. I'm sure that's going to be the emphasis that he has on, with his quarterback, for that matter. That's What all, What do you think all these hints were that everybody's been dropping over the past few days about not enough practice and coming out stronger and faster? And Even Cam Hayward referencing the other day the offense needing to start faster. When's the last time you heard a defensive captain or any defensive player refer to anything on the offense other than those guys are great, we need to do better? Um, everybody needs to know everybody knows what needs to happen here but again it's such a short period of time you know um, to think that that's just going to turn around I don't know Ben you know I've seen stranger things I have Then, then Ben Roethlisberger all of a sudden just rolling out of bed and being really really good but I'm not betting in favor of it
0: it's funny because we used the bridge-year analogy before, and we we're joking about the pirates connection. But it does kind of feel like we're talking about the pirates here in the sense that, you know, we we complain why is Gregory Polanco still in right field? Okay, well, who do you want to put there? Like, you know, s- <laughs> gonna bring back Turner Ward? I mean, like there there are never <laughs> I, rarely are the times that you talk about the Steelers and there are no answers to be had when you get to no, well, what none. about or what if? But but there are no. none. And that leads now to the big picture question, because when Adam Schefter put out that story that said Ben Roethlisberger will be back in 2021, sorry, Ben Roethlisberger plans to be back in 2021, my first thought was, yeah, okay, everybody knows that. Now I'm thinking, does he have to be?
1: Well, I mean, Ben, for anybody who doesn't know, completely took a leak all over that story today. Well, he got Uh, mad about it. Yeah, he he said emphatically. So, yeah. Uh, So did did you
0: read that as maybe he's not coming back or what?
1: No, I, I read that as he didn't appreciate something coming out that didn't come from his camp or his family, which means that he called Ryan Tolner, his agent, and said, hey, did this come from you? And Tolner says, nope, not me, at which point he feels comfortable blasting Schefter. Um, I have a feeling that Schefter might have taken some – he and Tolner have a pretty tight relationship that they might have had a conversation that led Schefter into thinking that he had some big Sunday morning scoop and all that other stuff. But the the, the important thing is – um, I, Ben's due, you know, 30 million, 40 million bucks, whatever it is. 41 year. million.
0: Yeah. It's 22 dead. Yeah, I think if the they can, hit. yeah, if they let him go, yeah. I think it's 22 dead.
1: Yeah. And you know, that's a hard thing to do. I mean, maybe these next two games are going to be pivotal in that regard. Again, these are the kinds of thoughts that I had leaving Cincinnati the other night. I, I was thinking more about what's the future at quarterback. Do you need to, accelerate that process right now. Do you need to start thinking about it in the draft? Do you entertain Carson Wentz? Do you whatever, you know? Um, the Wentz is impractical. I did not mean to just float that recklessly. If you bring him in, you bring in all his money and Ben's dead. Oh,
0: money. Float, float it recklessly, dayon That's all we've been doing for the past <laughs> hour and a half. <laughs> a is every-
1: a, but a quarter of your cap hit is now going to QB1. That's a tough place to, to be when you want to keep T.J. Watt and you want to keep some other guys like Mike Hilton uh, and, and, well, see, you know.
0: and we'll, we'll conclude with this thought line on that day on is that hmm. the the one thing that I think to your point, cause you're right, but, but, but to your point, I think that potentially this is one of these things the Steelers say, well, we had to break form. We would never normally do this, but we kind of have to have a rebuilding year because we were caught midstream. We thought, you know, we we're 11 and oh, and then boy, things just fell apart. And now we do have to rebuild, you know, like this, this could be where they, They'd say that they didn't, know, plus the $175 million dollar cap with the with the pandemic, like this is an I opportunity. Uh-huh.
1: I can't rebuild a roster that's got T.J. Watt on it, man. I can't rebuild a roster that's got this defense, that's got Cam Hayward in his 30s, that's got Stephon Tewitt playing the way he is. I can't rebuild. I think you just got to go, if it comes to this, if it comes to this regarding Ben, you just have to find a way to go get a quarterback. All this offense needed to be, all along this year was average, was to be ordinary. We said that a million times over, and they proved it by going 11-0 and with an average, ordinary offense. Now, Bud gets hurt, and Devin Bush gets hurt, and the defense doesn't have the same bite that it did, but the principle still stands. You go and get a quarterback. You go and get a running back. You get Juju out of here. You get Connor out of here. You go and get people that are reliable, that aren't whatever, circus acts. Get serious about your offense. I don't think that costs a, a gazillion dollars to do.
0: Dayon, thanks. Enjoy your spam and cranberry sauce for Christmas dinner.
1: <laughs> what about the Oreos, Ben? You left off <laughs> the Oreos.
0: It's all going the same place eventually. Thanks, Dayon.
1: All right, bye.